I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we have a very special guest with us. It is USA Today best-selling author of fantasy, mystery, and romance, Corinne O'Flynn. Yay! Hi. <laughs> and, and, and... Yes. This is extra special because... Corinne has some very important news to share with us. I do. She has she found secrets. More than one person. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> so, Corinne, tell us about your pen name. I don't think we've discussed this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. I am. I write under uh, several pen names that, up until about this moment, I haven't really linked Corinne with the other two, for a good reason. Nothing to be ashamed of, but would you like me to just carry on and tell you my story? Yes, I would love to hear the good reason. Why do you need to be three people? So, okay. For first reason is, well, I launched originally up in publishing since 2014 as Corinne and that's urban fantasy and like young adult fantasy. And I do, or used to do school visits to middle school and high school. And I teach a class on plot and character and story craft and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I launched in 2018 a steamy romance pen name, and I decided to make that a pen name simply because I didn't. I have four children. I don't monitor mm-hmm. what they read; they can read whatever they want to read. But I didn't want to be the author that broke the seal on somebody else's child going to the Corinna Flynn website and finding the hot stuff. <laughs> so that was the reason for it, and then um, and that started out as because when I first started writing with uh, romance. As Corinne, I had a, a co-writer that I wrote with, and she and I would share. I would do the woman, and she would do the man, and we would do oh. this, you know, up dual point of view. Her chapter, my chapter, her chapter, my chapter, and it was this fabulous story. But anytime it was a, there was a sex scene in the woman's point of view, I couldn't do it. I was like, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, okay. And the very first time, like, okay, so then she's like, you know, this is ridiculous. So she read the, pe- the sex scenes, and then I was, and I can edit them and whatever else. And then I got invited through her to join this steamy romance novella group that was like rapid releasing and doing all that stuff. And I was like, okay. And it wasn't shared world. It was just like shared themes. So like we're all going on spring break. And so everyone's story is a spring break story regardless. But fun. Lots and lots and lots of fun. And so it was rapid release and they were novellas. So it was fun and short. And we had this fantastic reader group, um, but they were hot. And so then the first time I wrote mine, I was like, oh my God, contemporary romance. (laughs) Right. Well, that happened too. But the the contemporary romance, like as a fantasy writer, I was writing contemporary romance. I'm like, wow, this is like, and I'm not going to say it's easy because it's easy to write romance. It's just easy to write contemporary compared to fantasy because the world building doesn't. I was like, what is this? What have I been doing all these years? And so, I can I? Are we saying curse words on this podcast? Yeah, knock yourself out. So the very first time I wrote the word cock, I I did, and I had to. I was like, oh my god. (laughs) and I had to get up and I went to the kitchen and I called my friend I'm like okay I need you to talk me through this I was having like I don't know what it was because I'm no shame I have four children like we know we know where this stuff happens you know so anyway but you're like oh no I wrote it oh god no okay okay and then that story released and I got reviews and the reviews some of the people like in the arc team were like messaging me privately and like wow I really liked your sex scene and I was like huh there you go. I only write what I know, girls, you know. So <laughs> anyway, 
so that was the beginning of that. And I loved it. And then I started reading uh, paranormal hot stuff. And then I got involved in, not involved in, I got, I dove into the world. Of reverse <laughs> really? <harem>. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys play with reverse harem at all? Do you guys write it or read it? I, I know what it is. Yes. Okay. So yeah, girl yeah. Power. we should probably explain it to anyone that doesn't know. Okay, so reverse harem is kind of like what it sounds like, but not necessarily as misogynistic. Um, <laughs> it's it's one woman and many men, and in especially in paranormal, it's like wolves and like a pack situation. For me, I write reverse harem as paranormal, so that I can do like the fated mate thing, and I have prophecies, and I can do all that fantasy stuff with it. Mm. But it's wonderful because you get to tell three or four romances in the same story. And mine are slow builds, what they call it. Like book one will be dude one, and then book two will be dude two, and book then dude one. And then by the time we get to book four, you know, we're having like a busy bedroom. And, you know, <laughs> it's, kinda, it's kind of bananas, but I love it. I love writing it. And so that's my, my story. So then in the course of managing three pen names, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? This is absolutely bananas. And so now I'm kind of bringing them, I'm not changing the pen names because for marketing purposes alone, it's, <laughs> it's you need to have separate groups of people. But so I have Corinne O'Flynn who writes mystery and urban fantasy and that kind of stuff, all paranormal witches and stuff like that. And then I have Fiona Starr, which is my steamy, steamy paranormal. And then Daria Blake, which is contemporary romance. And that's just straight up male, female. So there you go. So did you have trouble, obviously, bringing a new pen name? You're not bringing your fans over. How did you go through all that again to, to get a new fan base? I mean, how hard was that three times in a row? The third time it wasn't as hard because when I started writing the Fiona, so when I first started writing the male-female contemporary shorts with the groups, I did that as Fiona. And then I realized I really want to stick with Paranormal. And so my my reverse harem series have a much greater following fan base in then my contemporary stuff. So I peeled off the contemporary and I announced to the Fiona people like, Hey, the contemporary stuff's going over here to Daria. So those people are aware. And I took the, the Fiona stuff's all on KU right now, which eventually I'm going to be taking it wide, but all the Daria stuff, I, I pulled all the contemporary titles away from Fiona and relaunched them. And so now I'm doing that as Daria. So I'm getting a new readership from a wide audience, which is slow. And that was more of the, oh my gosh, what have I done? I have started from zero more so than the other. But, you know, when I launched Fiona, it was, I had the benefit of doing it with a large group and we built a readership and like, we have a really nice reader group and all of that. So I wasn't doing that alone. I really didn't start from zero in either case, except now going wide. I think that that's definitely much more of a, a starting from scratch kind of a setting. So what made you go from uh, KU to wide? Control, really. And the, I don't know. I think that I worry about the, the, the constraint of Amazon really having all the reins. And we hear these stories mm -hmm. about authors getting their accounts shut down, you know, and I'm not doing any kind of shenanigans, but it's just, you never know what happens. And um, I she's don't doing shenanigans, but not this kind. <laughs> I'm doing the other kind of shenanigans. Um, but yeah, so it, it was, it's about control and it's about like the, the longer view and speaking to a lot of authors that are wide, I've, like I've jo I joined the wide Facebook groups and like, I'm trying to learn the different platforms. They don't really freak out about like they, the, one of their sayings is well, one of their sayings, wide authors say bank over rank. So we're not monitoring our rank so much and worried about hitting the best 
the orange tags on Amazon because Amazon's not the only game in town. So now I'm on all the retailers and I'm seeing that I'm not as reliant on one over the other. Hmm. And plus there's a whole wide world of readers out there that are not in KU or using Amazon. So I'd like to like to do it that I'd like to try that. So Fiona is actively in KU and she's of all the three pen names doing the best. So she's staying in KU until, and I'm about to launch a new series on September 1st and that's launching into KU and whether or not that stays in for the whole duration, I'll see how it goes, but I'm ready to pull everything and go wide. Well, I heard romance goes really well with KU. Yeah. Well, everything, you know what? I think that there's a readership for everything, but reverse harem is definitely really popular in KU. And one of the things that I have not yet dug into is one of my um, accountability partners was telling me that the covers for paranormal romance, especially for reverse harem are different wide, like the stuff that hits the readers. And I haven't really dug into that yet to know, because I don't really, I don't know that many KU or that many reverse harem writers that are wide because the game is really happening in KU. So I'm still riding the KU wave on that. And when the time comes, I'll, you know, I tend to be very methodical about what I do. So I'm going to test it and, and see before I jump. But hmm. so, but I don't know. I, a lot of romance, a lot of romance authors, especially contemporary romance authors do very well wide. So I think it's just a matter of whether or not for me, it was always about, do I know enough about Kobo to market effectively on Kobo? And like, because you can't go wide and then start launching these like advertising marketing things on all the different platforms. It's just not effective. I, I, I need to know more about each of them and how they operate. And so I'm in the, I'm still, I'm six months, seven months in it's July. I'm in seven months into my wide journey. And I'm just now really learning how they all work. I have been releasing one title a month wide. Wow. Well, because I'm really, <laughs> I'm rebranding oh. them and re- they're, they're already written Okay, so that I could learn the different, the different platforms and try to get my best foot forward. But it's, it's a process. It's a lot of work. There's so much to learn with self-publishing so much. <laughs> always, always. But you know what we get? It's what a, what a gift, like what a fabulous way to make a living. So just <laughs> curious, did you ever get any, I guess backlash is kind of a strong word, but of Push people back. reading your, the younger stuff and then finding the steamy things through your site? Did, did anything ever happen? Okay. No, no. So my kids all know that I write steamy. My, like my, my kids are all teenagers. They all know my pen names. They have no interest in reading it and I don't hide it. Like there's books are out. Like you can see them if you come into my office. <laughs> I think that the biggest, the biggest thing that I worried about with announcing ever sharing any like because I there are times where I'm like oh you know somebody individually will hear that I have a pen name and I'll tell them what it is for whatever reason and then they'll go buy the books out of curiosity not because they're a fan and that's what I don't want to have happen because I, I don't want to mess up my also bots I don't want to mess up my readers all that stuff is is a concern but I think that the novelty of that is short-lived anyway so anybody who's going to do it for that purpose it's it's going to be happening in the this summer because i am starting now to be out to people who didn't know that i wrote <laughs> well, you know, some of my friends know that i write hot stuff but they're all like you know wink wink haha what do you write and i'm like you know i'm not ashamed of what i write but there's a reason why I'm, because you can't deal with it is the reason why <laughs> if you can't talk about steamy romance like an adult, you don't get to read it. That's yeah, how that that's works. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, so. if you can't have this conversation over a meal, then no, step back. It's no, not for you. Yeah, exactly. so, well, you know, and I'm not going to be talking about like my writing over dinner, but 
<laughs> at the same time, it's like I'd rather just keep it in the readership land and, and right. there's something there's actually something quite nice about having an anonymous pen names. So I'm pulling the trigger on melding the three and it's there's a bit of a palpitation. But I'm oh, not it's exciting. I'm not push <laughs> <laughs> so what about marketing? We've kind of touched on this a little bit, but when you have three pen names, how do you decide how to allocate resources? How do you decide what you're marketing when? It depends. Well, so first off, the, the, the name of the game is automation. So I mm-hmm. use a scheduler from my and the one that I use is called Social Bee, and it, it allows oh. you to have the different. I have a Daria segment, and I have a Corinne segment, and I have a Fiona segment, and you can upload that stuff and not worry about that. But for me, it is really about just what is going on right now. So my, a lot of the Corinne stuff is witches. So in the fall, Halloween, and like there's sleepy hollow esque kind of a vibe to one of my series in this. So those have the seasons that kind of do stuff. My contemporary romance, I write, I have a book when we wrote them originally, it was one a month. So I have a January book and a Valentine's book and a St. Patty's day book. So when that stuff rolls around, it's much easier because it's contemporary to hook it into whatever promo promos are going on. So it's really just a matter of paying attention to what's happening. And if I have say pricing, promotions and stuff. And being in KU, I'm limited to what I can do with my reverse harem stuff, right? I can do the the free days and the stuff mm-hmm. that KDP allows you to do. You know, I have an assistant who sends me every month a list of, here's all the promos that are available. I have actually my email that I got this morning. Here's all the e- promos that are available for the month of August that she's tracking for all of the people that she works for. And mm-hmm. there are some of them that are contemporary romance, some of them that are paranormal romance, some of them that are like require a 99 cent book. Some of them require a complete series. So I just kind of look through and I see what kind of feels good. And I just, I kind of do it that way. I don't, it's really organic. I don't have a really an annual plan as much as I would love to have an annual plan for that. I don't, it's just, I can't plan that far ahead. I don't do a lot of paid advertising like new news paid newsletter stuff i do a lot of swaps with other authors mm-hmm. and that just kind of happens as it happens so you have an assistant that helps you with marketing promotion yeah she does so she has she's a pa for several authors so she's mm-hmm. tracking like all these promotions like for example like hey there's this paranormal romance thing going on it starts august 3rd no, sign up you want me to sign up for it and then i say yes 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 no yes yes no and then she just signs them up signs me up for them and then i pay her which the amount of time that saves is ridiculous mm-hmm. because you've ever filled out those submission forms it's like the long blurb the short blurb the link and the you know the price and like all the and here's the cover i don't have to do any of that stuff and then I have her doing, I think, three graphics a week, one per pen name, and loading it a new graphic for any one of my titles into the the, the social scheduler mm-hmm. on a week. And then there's just this list that it just kind of cycles through on an evergreen basis and like three times a week, something will post. So we try to, like, I'm very much a let's not kill ourselves making this happen. Mm-hmm. We all should love what we do and we should be able to come to our day. I have another business that I'm launching a business coaching business, Entrepreneur. <laughs> it's, called, it's called The Calm Entrepreneur. And it's about finding foundational organizational strategies that make it a joy so that you can so you can get back to the thing that you love to do. So I tend to approach a lot of my stuff in a very organic, not very push-push way. That's awesome. So far, so... Yeah. No, I mean, uh, assistance just seemed to be the way to go to take some of that 
the heavy lifting off of, you know, the creative side. And I mean, we can't be pros in everything. We we need someone else to step in and help. (laughs) No. And you know what's interesting is years ago before I had this assistant or any assistant, she's my first assistant. I was like, what would I use an assistant for? I'm a control freak. I don't want anybody in my stuff, you know, but like, for example, in social B, you're allowed to have another person's they can have their own login credentials. So that's actually quite mm-hmm. nice. She also manages my swaps because in my paranormal romance pen name, swaps are the way they are much more effective than anything else, newsletter swaps. So like I will put mm-hmm. somebody in my newsletter in exchange, they will put me in their newsletter. And so she handles that for me, which is, hey, it's really time consuming. Like, cause you put it out there like, hey, I can, Fiona can share you on this date and then you don't hear back from another day. And my assistant's in Australia. So there's a time ship zone change and everything else. Mm-hmm. So not having to think about that is a really big deal. And I was like, well, what am I going to use an assistant for? And then my girlfriend's like, I have this wonderful woman. She does this for me. I'm like, well, and she's inexpensive and I pay by the hour. So it's for one hour, she can do all of my swaps for the whole month. And I do, you know, for all six of my newsletters, mm-hmm. I do newsletters every two weeks. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. It's interesting when you let go of the control and you kind of think about, well, what can I have? my an assistant do for me like one of my girlfriends has she logs in and does the whole newsletter and the whole bottom half of the newsletter like with all the swaps and all the stuff and I don't have her doing that for me because it's I don't know if that's a control thing or if that's just I like setting it up but it's, it's kind of like a meditation for me and then my friend will go in and write the whole top the letter part the personalized part of of the newsletter mm-hmm. so I think it's just a matter of trying it out and if because the amount of time saved is kind of crazy. And then I can say to her, Hey, so-and-so has a promotion coming up. Can you get on that list for that? And then it'll appear on my list to include in my newsletter. Like I don't ever have to think about it. It's magic. It is. And it's, it's, I don't know. It was a surprisingly wonderful release because I never really thought how, how can I have somebody do this stuff for me? What are they going to do? I format my books in vellum. So that's, that's simple. They're not going to edit for me so they can do promotion and marketing and she couldn't create graphics. They could do anything, but mine does a whole lot of stuff that's tedious and time consuming that, and because she's doing it for a lot of people, she's able to do a lot of it without it being crazy for her to do it for one author. So it's, I don't know. It's just an interesting balance. So you mentioned a newsletter every two weeks. How do you do that with the different pen names? Every pen name you- has its own email list. Oh my goodness. So yeah. it's a newsletter for each pen name? I'm yeah, exhausted every, just thinking about that. Weeks. So I, ha- <laughs> I actually send out five newsletters. Every two weeks I send out, Corinne sends out a newsletter. And in fact, actually Corinne's on pause for the summer. So I'm not doing anything for Corinne until the fall. I send out my three author newsletters every two weeks. And then I send out my, my calm entrepreneur one. And then I have an author publishing planner that I created. And that is every two weeks, but those newsletters are like super like, Hey, you know, this is what's going on. So-and-so has a coupon. Cause like you can get it through Amazon or Lulu for the coil bounding one. So they sometimes they have coupons and stuff. If I, I used to do it every week and every week was absolutely banking me want to rip my face off with like, <laughs> I am not enjoying this at all. So I said, let's just put this every two weeks. And every two weeks is actually kind of nice. So I look on, I do it on Wednesday nights, comes out on Thursday. And I'm like, oh, look at that. I have a newsletter to do. So then it takes all day. And I take Corinne and do a hat. It takes 20 minutes to do Corinne's. And then it takes 20 minutes to do Fiona's. And then by the time the day is over, I'll have everyone scheduled for the next day. So it's not like I sit there in three hours. It's, I do it all do that today. <laughs> I'm amazed. It's really mundane. But it it, this is, is this your full-time job? Like you don't have like 
a nine to five, right? I do not have, this is what I do for a living. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> she would have to. to figure that out. Like, whoa. Well, I do have, so I also, I run a nonprofit separately from this. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> But that has nothing to do with writing, and it is definitely a part-time gig. But I'm the executive director of a of a, of a small local nonprofit, and I have everyone's at home because of summer and COVID and all that. So it's been it's been kind of bananas like the last couple of years. But I'm super super type A organized, and that's kind of that's what the coaching stuff's about. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like this. Is actually, I'm doing so much less than I used to do, and it feels really good. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, so, if people want to find you, where would they find you out there on the internet? That was my question, but I didn't know how to ask it with there's so many versions. <laughs> you know what? So it's interesting. So, okay. So DariaBlake.com is Daria Blake. TheFionaStar.com because there is a Fiona Star out there who's doing something else. TheFionaStar.com is Fiona. CorinneOflynn.com is Corinne. And then I have TheCalmEntrepreneur.com. And I have Author Productivity, which is my planner. Author Productivity. Okay. We will put all of those links in the description. You don't have to remember any of them. Yeah. <laughs> They're all going to be in the description. You could just click or copy and paste, whatever oh, makes so you happy. Actually what's in, like what I'm working on right now to be launching relatively soon, we were talking about it before we came online, is selling direct on my website. And that's mm-hmm. causing me to bring all of my stuff into a single shop. Well, when that happens, everything's going to be under chronoflynn.com. Even though like- excellent. I'm going to still have like the Daria and the Fiona websites, but when you get there and you want to shop, it's going to bring you to the other. So everything's yep. going to be under one place. So Corinna Flynn will be the name. <laughs> you know where to find her. Yes. Two N's in both <laughs> of my names, no double R. That's the thing that always meant. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Corinne. This has been enlightening and motivating and I feel like I need to get myself more organized so I'm going to go check out your your organization book so yeah thank you so much for being here thanks, thanks, thanks for having me 